Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, little a stranglehold for you, baby. Mark Cox here, along with <laughs> Bo Matthews, my partner, and uh, Carl Middleman producing things. It's bow hunting season. Oh, nice. So Ted Nugent's available. You should have played some Fred Bear. That's I, one of if his I liked ones. that song better, oh, I would. I see. I see. <laughs> it's as long as this one and half as good. <laughs> we we will be, you know, uh, he loves to to kill it and grill it, uh, Uncle Ted does. And we will be talking more about uh, that coming up here in this edition of the show because we're, they've, they've got managed archery deer hunts going on even now. And apparently you have 100 opportunities a year to take part in this. You just have to know how to apply for it. So we're going to give you all the lowdown on that, right, Bo? Yeah, that, that's good stuff. And uh, if you remember talking to my buddy Jason, he works for the uh, St. Louis County Parks. That dude hasn't bought uh, protein in like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 15 years. Remember him uh, last year we talked to him? Yep. We need to see how, how the boy's doing or did he have to go to QT and buy a hot dog? Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm thinking he's doing pretty good out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. I, I would imagine that he is. Uh, I will go deer hunting during the firearms portion of this year. I get to go do a little uh, a little bird hunting. In about a week, so I'll tell you more about that uh, next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> going to Nebraska to go Ooh. bird hunting. I'm really looking forward to that. That is that is a, a cool opportunity. Uh, and a buddy of mine I just connected with, uh, we're going to hear from him uh, within another couple of weeks probably, but he went out on his first elk hunt out in Colorado. And, uh, I mean, one of these where you have to hike in five miles and up 9,000 feet kind of deal. And, uh, boy, I thought I was slick when I was telling him about your emergency situation when you were out, uh, out in the West with your phone and the guy collapsing. Remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I started telling him about the phone deal and the satellite, you know, whatever he goes. Oh yeah. We already know about that. Like, oh. <laughs> they're, they're already cool just looking out to, for you. Yeah. They're already cool enough to know about that. That's, uh, yeah, that's something else. I, I don't know that you should, everybody should be aware of it though, honestly, because it's, um, if you're if you're stuck out if you're stuck out somewhere, it's a good thing to know that you can just if you have an iPhone, uh, you you can hit the uh, the um, button like you're turning it off, and it'll give you that option for emergency SOS, and yeah. and, and then it works, and you don't you don't really need one of those GPS units anymore as long as you've got an iPhone. 
oh, they know where you are. I No, I was just trying to help the guy out, you know, and I didn't realize he was a really experienced hunter. So I kind of felt like, uh, you know, I wasn't suggesting all his defense against bears was, hey, bear, hey, bear, <laughs> hey, bear. I mean, he's yeah. he, he, he definitely knows what he's talking about, knows what he's doing. But it's a different world out west, isn't it? I'd love to go on a deer hunt. I mean, a bear hunt out there sometime. I've never really considered it. But you have to, like, I, I believe you have to get in a lottery almost in some of those states to do that. I, oh, I could sure. Be wrong. We need, well, I'm sure we can have somebody on. We've had people on before who are who are experts in that, and I'm certainly not. But I have, do have a friend that goes out there, um, you know, elk hunting, and, and but you definitely have to get in a lottery to get one of those tickets. I know that for sure. We uh, we should uh, go jackalope hunting in Wyoming. That was sure, a good thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Snipe, snipe hunting, too. Yeah. <laughs> or I, snipe hunting. I, I remember By the, the way, on, the, on the wall at Wall Drugs out in South Dakota, they have a they have a jackalope, and I've really had a lot of fun with my daughter on that, I can just tell you. <laughs> There's a gazillion. You know what? There's as many of those on walls around the world as there are Billy Bass. <laughs> that, um, that, that, true. Take me to the river. Very true. Um, Hey, before we go any further, I do want to let you know that uh, we do have a planned date for the uh, Big Dogs Poker Bash in the spring. We'll tell you more about that. But right now we're doing fundraising for the Eureka Police Officer Support Fund. uh, And it is a year of guns gun raffle. And the first drawing is going to be on December 15th. We're going to do a drawing January 15th and February 15th and all the way through the next year. And your $100 ticket keeps you in all of those drawings. If you win the first one or second one, you are still eligible to win uh, any number of them. And they go from Sig Sauer, Glock, Springfield, Weatherby, Ruger, Sig Sauer, uh, uh, Century Arms, rifles, handguns. Check it out on the Facebook page for the Eureka Police Officer Support Fund. You can buy more than one ticket. And I, as I understand it, there's about 100 sold so far. We're only going to limit it to 250 tickets. Uh, but that one ticket, you may think oh that's a good christmas gift for my gun enthusiast in my family <laughs> yeah you we think couldn't agree more you could win more and than the, once you could well feasibly you could win 12 but maybe not <laughs> mathematically what? probably not i'm gonna think well, it's fixed if that happens bo i'm just gonna <laughs> tell you that right now if you <laughs> win all so. 12 of those guns something's not right <laughs> well but the, <laughs> but the fund gets the money that's yes. the thing i know i know, I know. so yeah uh, if you have I, any questions message me on uh, facebook and bo matthews that's it's, it's bo and i'll both know having emceed events over the years you go to these things that are fundraisers and and you know when you're there you want to contribute and you might buy try to buy a silent auction item or whatever but whenever you contribute to like the 50 50 raffle or a raffle for a gun <laughs> or something like that and you're the MC, your greatest fear is always that when they pull that ticket you always let somebody else pull it it's going to be yours because that's going to look really weird if you're the MC and then you win like one of those big big items. That's never happened. I will. T- I will tell me. you. No, no, I will tell you. It happened to me. Uh, I had the Big Dogs Poker Bash like four years ago, I guess it was, and I was drawing tickets. I didn't. No, I didn't draw them, but I was announcing the tickets. I won the wheelbarrow of booze, and uh-huh. I lost my damn mind. <laughs> That's great. I love that. As long as you're not the one pulling the ticket, that's got to be the key. It's got to mm-hmm. be somebody else yeah. who pulls the ticket. And you someone can else fixed anyway. No matter who wins, yeah. they yell fixed. That's true. Very good. Yeah, good stuff. All right, coming up, we'll talk more about some of those managed deer hunts you can get involved in around the state. If you are a archer, you need to pay attention to this. Plus, uh, you heard about that shooting up on the East Coast in Maine the other day. 
a lot of information starting to come out uh, about the history here and the role mental illness might have played in all of this. We're going to have a talk with the Gun Owners of America. Luis Valdez is going to join us a little later on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Kick the dust up. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. This is the Great Outdoors portion of uh, Second Amendment Radio because uh, we get to talk a little bit about uh, the deer season and, uh, you know, uh, maybe what we try to do is take care of the deer population this time of year. That's kind of how I like to look at that, right? You have to, you, there's no, not many natural predators out there. So uh, that's where the hunters step in in a lot of cases. Uh, but there are some cases where you need to do that on, on public land as well. And this morning on the Missouri Brush Control Hotline, we've got uh, urban wildlife biologist Aaron Shank from the Missouri Department of Conservation. And Aaron, welcome into the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. And you know, our, our friend Bo Matthews is the reason that we have you on this morning, right, Bo? Uh, well, yeah, because I saw a sign and I thought, wow, uh, people need to know about this if there's room for archery hunting over at Jefferson Barracks Park. I mean, because any time of the year you go through Jefferson Barracks, you see deer. Well, this is the time to help, uh, you know, call the herds, uh, basically. Right, Aaron? Yeah, that's right. We have a managed hunt actually happening in Jefferson Barracks um, right now in cooperation with St. Louis County Parks. However, that is only for hunters that were pulled through our lottery system um, through our statewide managed hunts. Okay. And so, is that is that already done then? So the drawings already yep, done? Yep. So our ma- we have a give or take, you know, uh, a handful, but about a hundred different managed hunts on private, or I'm sorry, on public land throughout the state. And during the month of July, any hunter who is interested can put their name in one of those hats. So you can only apply to be in one of those hundred or so managed hunts. We get 
over a thousand applicants wow. for the Jefferson Barracks hunt <laughs> and only 30 are drawn. So I always tell all those hunters, you know, you got a 3% chance of being drawn here. You better go buy yourself a lottery ticket too. <laughs> well, that's got to be the odds. It got to be better than the lottery though, right? <laughs> yeah, they are. They're better than the lottery, even though they're still not great. But um, so those those lucky thirty hunters have um, a little under a month. It's uh, the the hunts this year in St. Louis County Parks, which includes Jefferson Barracks, run from October sixteenth to November tenth. Okay. Um, so they're archery only, and um, about about thirty hunters in in each of those hunts. Which is which is archery season anyway, right? Right now, we're that's in correct. archery season anyway. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's good. So so what are the population numbers? Like, like I've often wondered about that. I mean, I live out in Wildwood, um, and I I know we have a we have a deer population problem out there because every morning I do the morning show on 97.1 FM here every morning on you my do? way to, on my way to work at 4 a.m. Well, I'm telling Aaron that in case she doesn't know that. Um, she I, knows I, that. I, I, uh, I, I drive. She can in. even tell you what a woman is, I bet, because she's a biologist. <laughs> Don't put her on the spot like that. Um, so anyway, I see so many deer on the side of the road and, and all over the place, and I don't know what the city's doing about it, uh, but I would imagine you do this because it's necessary uh, to call the herd what are the numbers like are, are they are they bigger than people think yes they are especially in a place like jefferson barracks and wildwood you're absolutely correct um some of those sections of wildwood as well are much higher than you probably expect when you start seeing those groups of deer that are 15 20 at a time especially in the winter i mean that right there is really an indication that um your population is getting quite dense um and really does not mimic what naturally kind of occurs in healthy deer herds so um, I don't have I don't have like density numbers for Jefferson Barracks, but we have some we have done some spotlight counts out there over the years with the county park rangers, and we suspect that there's probably upwards of 150 to 200 deer per square mile. Now, wow. as a reference point, historically, prior to like major European settlement of the continent, so um, historically those deer populations would be between five and 20 deer per square mile. Wow. So. I mean, we're talking exponential, yeah, uh, population growth there. And especially in Jefferson Barracks, um, you can really see the impact that that density is having on the herd. Uh, many of those deer are quite thin. Um, we see some some kind of an innocuous, but still it's an interesting phenomenon to see some of this cutaneous fibroma that has spread through the deer, especially in JB. And it's not it's harmless to the deer, but it's just a real indication that they are especially dense and it causes like wart-like growths on uh, the deer um, on their skin. And again, it's harmless to them, but it's spread through a virus. And so um, it has spread rapidly, especially through that herd. Wow. It's nothing hunters need to worry about, right? Nope, it's not. Again, it's harmless to the deer. It's harmless to people. It just looks ugly. Um, and it, it, again, it's just, it's more of an indicator of this population is way denser than uh, would naturally occur. I, you know, I've never gone. My my wife's parents and her grandparents are both buried at Jefferson Barracks oh, right. Cemetery, and I've never gone there to visit without seeing the deer uh, in the cemetery portion of Jefferson Barracks. And um, in many cases. I think people go out there and feed them because they're so yeah. unafraid of people. 
And that's got to yeah. contribute to the problem as well. It does. We really discourage that. Um, it's not helpful in any way for the deer to become so accustomed to people that they will walk right up to cars. And, you know, we risk people getting hurt. Um, they are wild animals and they do get kind of skittish. And so we really discourage that kind of feeding of deer. And um, and the hunt itself is in the county park side. I just kind of wanted to note that, which, yes, of course, yes. is like contiguous with that cemetery. So it's all I mean, that population is free ranging through there. Aaron Shank is our guest from the Missouri Department of Conservation from the Urban Wildlife Biology uh, Department. And uh, my question it was going to be just that. Um, I guess on, on a property like this, uh, it's got to be uh, there's got to be more rules because of the cemetery and paying respect uh, to those buried there. Um, is that clearly spelled out to the hunters? And of course, as we're talking about this this year, chances to go hunting out there with your with your uh, bow is probably not going to happen this year, but you can you know dream about it for next year. But I'd like to get that information out about the rules that you have to put out there. Yeah, that's the beauty of our managed hunt system is it's really designed so that we can put very specific rules for specific properties with those with special considerations in mind. So um, some of those rules include that all hunters have to attend a pre-hunt orientation uh, with me. <laughs> so I go over all those rules and the map of um, the huntable areas of the park, um, and they all must hunt from elevated tree stands that have to be at least six feet off the ground. Again, it's archery only, so that ensures all shots are taken towards the ground. Um, we go over things such as, um, you know, what to do in case of an issue that pops up, in case you can't find a deer after you've taken a shot, um, so that everybody knows exactly what the rules are. Uh, and then we just go over basic courtesy rules. Since these the county parks, including JB, are open to other users throughout the managed hunts, and a lot of folks in urban areas and suburban areas they're not familiar with archery hunting and so um you know it's just kind of being courteous of those other users and um using common sense things like don't field dress your deer in the parking lot you know um (laughs) because somebody tried that (laughs) Uh, yeah well you know that's why it was added to the training so because somebody did try it (laughs) and uh there's just no reason for it so uh so yeah we go go over all those rules with those hunters that's that's weird. Um, I don't know who would think to do that. Aaron uh, Shank, I have to ask you this. You mentioned that there are other chances for for managed hunts um, for people within our listening area here in the greater St. Louis region. Wh- where would those be? Can you name a few of the others where those opportunities exist? Oh, yeah, exist? I'm happy to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, St. Louis County has some really wonderful opportunities for archery hunting close to home if you're in your listening area, um, including the county parks, uh, Jefferson Barracks, of course, Greensfelder out in Wildwood, Creefcore County Park, which is probably one of the most central high use parks in our county park system, Queenie Park and Spanish Lake County Park. In addition, there's some other hunts even within St. Louis County, including Powder Valley Nature Center, which is in the Kirkwood Sunset Hills area, Rockwoods Reservation, again, out in Wildwood, um, and Fabic Nature Preserve in Fenton hosts three separate managed hunts throughout the season to help manage their deer. Yeah, I was wondering, what what about Lone Elk Park? I've seen some nice racks out there. Is that is that open? Yeah, you know, that's a tricky one because it's a high fence location. So yeah. high fence operations fall under um, some real special kind of jurisdiction within our wildlife code, and we can't hunt 
deer within high fences. Um, so that's kind of a tricky situation. Yeah. No. So we don't have hunting opportunities there. Aaron Shank is our guest from the Missouri Department of Conservation, and man, it's uh, great to have you on here. There's, it's not, and 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 I just want to specify, Jefferson Barracks gives out thirty uh, hunting opportunities, but there is a lot more in these other parks that we just talked about. Correct? That's correct, and. The month of July, that's what you want to keep in mind if you want to get in on one of these archery hunts that are happening now. you got to really think ahead. And in the month of July, our managed hunt lottery system is open for applications, and it's very easy to go online, just MissouriConservation.org, and drop your name in one of those hats to get drawn for for one of those managed hunts. Is there a cost to apply? No, there's not. Mm -mm. Now, if you get drawn, there is a cost to the to the permit, but if you're a resident in Missouri, it's only $17. And, uh, and are we, are, do we have any of the hunters reporting, uh, uh, bears in any of these parks near St. Louis? No, haven't heard any this year, but certainly we're always keeping an eye out, especially I think out, um, in those wildwood hunt areas, anywhere on that, along that Merrimack river Valley, that's usually yeah. where the bears will be dispersing up into the St. Louis Metro area from. Interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, I, I know that uh, we, we did uh, something with somebody from the Department of Conservation regarding the early gun season this year uh, mm-hmm. that they were adding. And when we had that conversation, he, he mentioned that it also added some testing for chronic wasting disease in some counties where that had not been required before. Uh, do you have any mm-hmm. update on that this year? Um, I have not heard of any new positives that were detected from that season, but I'm not sure that the test results are entirely back yet. So that's certainly a possibility. Our major testing um, for the deer season comes the opening weekend of firearm season, which is November 11th and 12th. That's the Saturday and Sunday opening weekend of our statewide uh, firearm season. And there's, um, there's a bunch of counties that are mandatory sampling that weekend. So if you harvest a deer in about 30% or so of Missouri counties, you are required to take it to a station to get it tested. Yes. Aaron, you sound very passionate about this. How long have you been with the Missouri Department of Conservation? I am passionate about it. I'm glad that comes through. Um, over 20 years. I can't believe it. So, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and loving you, every day of tag? it. Did you get a tag to hunt uh, this, uh, what we're talking about? I did not. I did not apply either. So, you know, you can't win if you don't play. <laughs> are you a hunter, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have hunted deer before, but not for a very long time. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. right. Well, it's it's coming yeah. through, and we appreciate you getting the information out for sure. Yeah. And sure. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, uh, urban wildlife biologist with the Missouri Department of Conservation, Aaron Shank. Listen, thank you for giving us some time. Uh, we appreciate that and the great information. Anytime. Yeah. We'll talk again soon. We appreciate that. All That's right. good. All right. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Bo, what do you think? We need to apply next year, well, don't you think? Uh, you know what? Uh, she said July, so I'm going to put it in my phone, July 1, I, uh, just mm-hmm. just because my phone remembers everything. I don't. Yeah, boy, that's the truth, isn't it? Isn't it the truth? So here's the thing. You asked me earlier if I bow hunted. Um, I have never hunted for you. Uh, I would love, <laughs> I'll just say that up front. Uh, but I have, I have hunted with a crossbow during bow season. My barred from my brother-in-law, because I don't own one, um, which, of course, operates much more like a gun. 
uh, and I practiced with it ahead of time, practiced loading it and all that stuff. I've I've never hunted with a compound bow uh, just because I've never practiced with one. I don't own one. So I've never really right, the, right. The, talk about the deer's chances of survival being even <laughs> higher than they already are when Mark's in the woods. If I had a compound bow, they would it wouldn't even be a contest, right? Well, they, and they this win. is why the deer have heard that your nickname is Big Fish, so they're not worried about you. <laughs> they are not worried about that uh, at all. And there, there are hunters that are thinking right now that have never maybe heard this show, but I, I, I guarantee you I do not own the Matthews Bow Company. Uh, no? I've been asked that Come a on. million times in my life. <laughs> Well, wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, people used to ask me if I worked, if I owned Cox Communications. I'm oh. like, do you think I'd yes, be on? Yes, you do. The, think I'd be on the radio if I owned a corporation the, that size? Yeah. You are you kidding me? Well, I might do it just for fun, <laughs> just for fun. But you wouldn't right, wake well, up that early. <laughs> I would not be up at three in the morning. Well, hopefully you enjoyed that segment with Aaron Shank from the Missouri Department of Conservation. Uh, we're going to shift gears and talk to Luis Valdez uh, from the Florida State Director of Gun Owners of America. And uh, we got a lot to talk to him about coming up next on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Stay right there. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. My name is Bo Matthews. That's Mark Cox and Carl Middleman, our producer. Pew, pew. Carl. There he is. There he is right now. Uh, and this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. Razorback Armory in De Pere on Manchester Road is seeing a lot of new faces. There's a lot of reports. Gun sales are on the surge from international headlines and even now national headlines that we're seeing. Uh, if you are looking for an expert in the gun world, you're looking for which firearm to get, go to RazorbackArmory.com. They've got ammo, firearms, suppressors, accessories, cleaning kits, everything. RazorbackArmory.com. And this, uh, this guest right now that we have uh, returning to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, on our Missouri Brush Control guest line, Luis Valdez, Florida State uh, Director of Gun Owners of America. Welcome back to the show, sir. How are you? Thank you for having me back on the air, gentlemen. It's a pleasure and love what you guys do. Keep being that shining beacon of liberty in these dark and troubling times. Got to keep talking about it, Lewis. Uh, what's what's first on your list to share with our listeners? Well, first on the list, most importantly, is sadly the event that happened in uh, Lewiston, Maine. We, yeah. our, our hearts are with the victims of this. At no point would we ever condone the idea of a mass shooter going to a place like a bowling alley and snuffing out the lives of innocent people that are simply enjoying their day. It's a horrible thing. But the other horrible thing about this is, of course, you already see it and we already know it, that you're going to have politicians dance on the graves and the bodies that, of these victims and use this horrible tragic event to push gun control to strip law-abiding people of their right to keep and bear arms. 
Yeah, well, there's no doubt about it, Lewis. Uh, Mark here, and uh, we we see it over and over and over again. And here's the thing about it: I, I when, when it happened earlier this week, I said I know they're going to pivot to the fact that it was a scary black gun that caused this. And there's a picture of this guy walking through the suspect walking through a doorway holding a gun. He's a firearms instructor. And then they dropped uh, we dropped this, and the mainstream media ignored part of this. Uh, which is the truth about what what this guy's background is. Uh, go ahead and play that for me, Carl. Robert Card does have a military background. He's believed to be part of the Army Reserve. He's a firearms instructor and is known to have mental health issues, uh, particularly had reported hearing voices in his head, had previously threatened to shoot up a military base before, and as recently as this summer, spent two weeks in a mental health facility then was released. Now, those details there are going to raise all sorts of questions and red flags as to how he's got that rifle that he's holding in these photos right now. With those, yeah. So uh, let me get your reaction uh, to that, Lewis. I mean, we we the guy was known to have threatened a military base. Now we don't know exactly where he got uh, where he got the gun from uh, yet. All the details aren't clear, uh, but. I mean, once again, you've got mental health popping up here as uh, that law enforcement had already dealt with. Yeah, it's it's a, another tiring case of the system that they have instituted doesn't work. Maine has red flag laws already in place. And, you know, they keep touting that red flag laws are there to, quote unquote, keep society safe. The red flags are going to pop up, and we're going to be able to intervene before people snap. Well, this guy snapped. This guy has a history of mental health issues. This guy has a history of making threats. And yet, did Maine's red flag law stop us in any way, shape, or form? No, it didn't. As a former law enforcement officer, I'm going to have an honest conversation with your listeners on this. Yes. The truth of the matter is, is red flag laws don't stop anything. If people have a mental health issue to the point that they're a threat to the public, simply taking a firearm from them wouldn't stop it anyways. There's still that threat. They're still loose on our streets. If this individual was that much of a threat, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been on the streets in the first place. America doesn't have a gun problem. America doesn't even have a crime problem to a degree. What America has is a mental health crisis. And the mental health crisis is that there is a social stigma and a refusal to fund proper mental health treatments. If you go to your cardiologist because you have, a, if you're having chest pains, there's no social stigma on that. If you go to your uh, primary care physician because you have the sniffles and you think you're coming down with the flu, there's no social stigma with that. If you go to your dentist because you have a toothache, there's no social stigma with that. But if you go to a doctor because you're saying, hey, doc, you know, I feel down, I feel depressed, I might be hearing things, whatever, there's a social stigma on that. And people are ostracized and they're driven underground. And most of them self-medicate with either alcohol or illicit drug use. And in the end, they don't get the treatment that they deserve and they become problems. But the other issue with this is the fact that since there is a social stigmatization of mental health treatments, you have a lot of people that they have temporary mental health crises because it could be of a traumatic event. It could be PTSD from serving in Iraq or Afghanistan. It could be because they were involved in a cox and their kid got hurt. You know, it could be a number of issues. But you have hundreds of thousands of Americans who do seek treatment, who do seek normal 
and are, are normal, productive citizens. They're law-abiding. They're able to get over their issue, and they have normal lives. But because of that stigmatization, these people have their rights violated. So it's a double-edged sword. We need to keep people that clearly are a threat to the public off our streets, but at the same time, we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to, as Americans, and we need to say, look, let's drop the social stigma on mental health. Let's, pub- let's fund public mental health treatment facilities so these people could get the services that they require. And I think that will be a good part of resolving a lot of these issues. Well, Louis Valdez uh, of Gun Owners of America is our guest, and uh, I, I also want to take it back another step, that when uh, a military personnel comes back from uh, a war front uh, or you know military action overseas, for instance, there is just so little to helping that soldier re-enter back into society, into normal society. I've always had this, this you know, this uh, craw uh, in in my side about it because there's you know people they say find a job you know find your family get back into this into society they've seen some pretty horrendous things maybe have done some pretty horrendous things there's no uh, psychology uh, or psychologist that's that's helping them re-enter into society and that's where we get off you know you can't just throw pills at it I, I mean you see a antidepressant uh, advertisement on TV and one of the side effects is you know depression and it's like what what is going on here so I think there's a lot going on in this of course a massive uh, situation um, I'm surprised we haven't heard a lot about you know is it, you know I, I did hear one uh, news report saying uh, it you know we don't know for sure if it's connected to what's happening in Israel and uh, the Gaza Strip I'm like well that is a concern but uh, you know th- this is probably somebody that just you know snapped as you said yeah and you brought up a great point sadly as a country we treat our service personnel as disposable property we use them and yeah. abuse them and throw them away and it's a horrible thing because look as as someone that has friends that have gone overseas, that have they, they've seen the eye of the elephant, you know they've. It's a horrible. My thing daughter went. How, it, it's a horrible thing to see how our veterans are treated, and again, this goes all back to the whole thing of the social stigmatization of mental health treatment, the lack of treatment, and the fact that a lot of people all they do is they self medicate, and this goes. This is a multifaceted problem. But gun control ain't going to solve it because gun control hasn't solved it because gun control has been proven an abject failure repeatedly in these instances. Oh, yeah. And, and again, it's not always uh, self-medicating. Sometimes it's directed by a physician. Yeah, it is. And you're right about that with these antipsychotic medications. You know, there's antidepressants out there, and one of the side effects is may cause you to be more depressed, may cause you to lash out in rage, may cause you to be more combative. I mean, it, it's... It, there's clearly an issue of pumping people full of chemicals ain't the final solution to these problems. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, uh, regardless, whenever we talk about these red flag laws, or I'm told that what they have in Maine is something called a yellow flag law, which is only slightly different. The gun control groups don't like it quite as much because it doesn't go as far as a red flag law. It's got to go through a court of law, right? It's got to be adjudicated so that your rights aren't just taken away from you uh, based on a suspicion you know that's that's an interesting proposition but still that is still treating the person guilty until proven innocent and that is the issue with red flag laws or even in Maine's case yellow flag laws and again this guy clearly had a uh, already a history 
where he has made threats, and yet he was still loose on our streets. Florida, we have the Baker Act. If an individual has the means, the motive, and the opportunity to commit a violent act, if they refuse voluntary treatment, and if they have the means and the motive to commit harm to themselves or others, law enforcement could involuntarily commit them to the nearest mental health facility for up to 72 hours where they could be evaluated and then adjudicated. But even but that is a better solution than simply red flag laws because you're taking the person off the streets. And that's the issue. That's, that's the truth. Of, that's the crux of the matter here. Taking guns away from someone doesn't resolve the issue because they could either obtain it illegally or they could use a different right. tool to commit <clears throat> acts of violence. They could use a vehicle. They could pat, the guy could have padlocked the building and set it on fire, and he could have achieved the same thing. So, again, gun control doesn't solve this. I'm with you. Right. You know, I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked because uh, uh, one website I found, uh, everytownsearch.org, says that gun laws in Maine are uh, number 25 in the country for gun law strength. <laughs> they have uh, very few foundational gun safety laws. I'm surprised a good guy with a gun didn't act, whether it's at the bowling alley or at the bar. Well, I guess people shouldn't have a, a gun in a bar, but um, but this should wake everybody uh, wake everybody up in this in this temperature that we're living in internationally and nationally. Uh, even even uh, uh, Epoch Times says uh, that uh, we have you know uh, Mark Green, Republican of Tennessee, uh, spoke to reporters and said we, you know can we guarantee out of the 1.6 million gotaways or 1.7 million gotaways that uh, there's nobody from Hezbollah, Hamas in our country. And and the response from the chairman was, or the response from Mr. Sales was, I don't think we have any guarantees. I'm thinking, wow, okay, maybe that's why gun stores are busier than heck right now. Yeah, be prepared, right? Oh, in every situation. So. Very much so. And, you know, talking about Israel and Hamas, look, it, both in Israel and in the United States, there's an uptick in, in, in both Jewish Americans and Israelis but in, in their country purchasing firearms to defend themselves. Sure. And people are starting to understand the honest truth, and this goes back to my time as, as a cop. When seconds count, cops are minutes to an hour away. Police are a reactionary force. We show up after the fact to get the information to hunt down the perpetrator of the crime. You are your own first responder. You have to protect yourself and your loved ones. Because guess what? The cop ain't going to be there to do it. And that's the truth about it. We have to protect ourselves. And in Israel's case, Israel is a country deep with a history of gun control, and at the same time with a history of people wanting to ethnically cleanse them off the face of the earth, and yet they still push gun control. And sadly, you had Hamas inflict one of the largest terrorist attacks in their country's history, and it was within hours i mean it took hours for them to commit this horrific act of violence against the israeli citizens and again where where was the but response very few people had the ability to fight back i heard gun ownership in israel was around the two to three percent mark even though every adult who lives there has served in the idf you have to serve in the military um if you live in israel and you're and you're of age, so they all know how to handle guns. I, I can't imagine a safer environment in which you know there are people lobbing uh, rockets over your head randomly, where you wouldn't want to have that protection. My guess is, from this point forward, those numbers will skyrocket in Israel. 
I hope so, because last we heard from Israel, all they did to change their gun laws was instead of having to do an in-person interview, you could now do it over the phone, and the Israeli government has increased you from being able to own 50 rounds of ammunition a year to being able to own 100 rounds of ammunition a year. And I'm sorry, 100 rounds of ammunition doesn't cut it for me. I go through that in a single range session when I train when Thank I go you. through training. Yeah, Easy. I, I yep. love the I, I you know the memes have come out already, but the one I saw the other day was the was an image of those paragliders flying out of the sky with Hamas in them, and the bottom of it was Joe Biden saying, "Why would anybody need 30 rounds in a magazine?" Well, I can think of a p- couple of pretty good reasons now. I could think of some very good reasons. There was an article that came out of uh, the Jerusalem Times. Uh, it was a family, a husband and wife. They were able to to uh, shelter their infant twins in a safe room in their house, and both of them were IDF veterans, and they were one of the few people that actually owned firearms. And they were able to engage Hamas, and they took down seven of them before they themselves were killed. I saw that. And the... The tragic thing about that is those parents died, even thank God their children lived. And as a father myself, I would gladly die fighting to protect my kids. But just think if their neighbors were just as equally armed. If it wasn't just a husband and wife, a mother and father protecting their kids, if it was an entire community protecting their community, would those two people still be alive? Would more people still be alive today? Yeah, it's a a great point. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good points there. Luis Valdez, Florida State Director of Gun Owners of America. Where can people find out more uh, about your organization and uh, maybe sign up to be a member? Well, real simple. Just go to gunowners.org. Every bit of information that we have is posted there. We cover local, state, and national issues. We fight the good fight, both in in your state house and in uh, Washington D.C. And joining is simple, folks. It's just $25 a year for a basic annual membership. And I spend more than $25 going to a Burger King drive-thru to pick my <laughs> wife, myself, and and, kid, and my kid dinner. So Absolutely. So 25, 25 bucks goes towards the fight, and it's every penny goes towards it. We don't fly around in, three, in fancy private jets. We don't have three-piece business suits. I drive around the state of Florida in my pickup truck wearing jeans and a polo, but we fight the fight. Well said. Love it. And we always get good information from you, Lewis. Thank you so much. Be safe, my friend. Same here, gentlemen. Be safe, and thank you for what you do. Hey, we thank you, too, Lewis. We appreciate you uh, being on with us this morning. Yeah, food, food for thought there. Uh, the, the, if, if I talk to my friends at the range. I know, I know you talk to your friends in the gun business as well, Bo, and they've all seen an uptick in people coming in oh, yeah. interested in self-defense, interested in, if, if not even in buying a new firearm, in getting the training for the firearm maybe they already own. Self-defense. Yeah, and you know, yeah. you you really, you know, it really is all about training. Uh, a friend of mine uh, just got his very first AR and uh, I was like, dude, you've got to get ammo, you've got to get into the range, you've got to learn that that weapon, you got to, you know, break it down. You you should clean it 5 times before you even go shoot it just to know what does what. And there's a lot of great YouTube videos out there. It's really about training, yeah. safety, and uh, train more uh, because ammo's cheap, although hard to find in some cases. <laughs> Harder to find in some A little easier these it's days than there. it was a year and a half ago, for sure. It's All right, there again. that's going to do it for this edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. All right. See you, boys.
Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 